athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. I think, I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. Thank you for joining me on another edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. We are less than a month and a half away from the start of the college football season, and I can't wait. And these uh, media days are starting to happen. As a matter of fact, on next Friday will be the MEAX Media Day, and I, I just can't wait. Uh, very enjoyable. The MEAX Media Day is so enjoyable, and I just can't wait for that. Um, so very excited about the upcoming football season and over the course of the next six weeks and beyond here on from the press box to press row we're going to get you set for the beginning of the college football season as a matter of fact our countdown to kickoff commences the first weekend in august so we boy we we, we're going to get you set It, it you know especially if you're a college football fan more specifically if you're an HBCU football fan, Box to Row is where you want to be because we are going to talk with the players, we're going to talk with the coaches, um, and we're, of course, going to just uh, uh, do it like Box to Row has done it for almost 11 years now in terms of covering HBCU football. No one does it better. We got you covered here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Less college football talk today on the program i want to focus on a couple of different things and let me set the table for you today here on from the press box to press rope in terms of our guests as the olympics is set to begin in about uh next month as a matter of fact uh we are weeks away from the start of the olympics in brazil in rio de janeiro and as you guys know saint augustine's university in raleigh north carolina has produced great track and field stars. You have the legendary coach George Williams who has been doing it there since 1976. Of course, he was the 2004 U.S. Men's Olympic track and field coach and uh, he's done a phenomenal job. Well, one of the young men, Burkhart Ellis Jr., who is a national champion in the 200 meters, and as a matter of fact, he's going to participate in the Olympics for Barbados. He's going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Burkhart Ellis Jr. going to join us on the program. He's got a great story. Graduated in four years from St. Augustine's University. Again, national champion in the 200 meter, going to run in the Olympics for Barbados. And by the way, both of his parents are graduates of St. Augustine's University. Both of his parents ran under the legendary George Williams. And boy, I mean, for St. Augustine's University, a small college in Raleigh, North Carolina. Of course, we're in Raleigh. 
to produce uh, all of the great track and field stars and, of course, the legendary George Williams as the coach um, is just phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about a school that has, uh, I mean, certainly less than than 2,000. I believe it's like 1,500 students, maybe even less than that. For that program to do what it is doing and what it has done in all of, I mean, again, the men's program won the outdoor national championship, the Division II championship again this year. I think that makes it three straight years that the men's program has won the national championship. You're talking about a university that has less than 1,500 students. Burkhart Ellis Jr. going to join us today, the 200-meter champion and, of course, running for Barbados in the Olympics. Going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also joining us today on the program, actress Hillary Burton going to join us on the program. You may remember Hillary Burton from One Tree Hill. Also, when MTV's TRL or Total Request Live was on, she was the one of the more popular VJs. Well, she's starring in a new movie, uh, Summer Villa, which uh, premieres this Saturday, 9 p.m. 8 Central on the Hallmark Channel. Actress Hillary Burton going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also, I got a story to share. I don't, I don't, you know, I, you know, we, we, Box to Row, we, we, we want you to participate, and the best way for you to participate with us here on the program is via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two R-O-W, if you have anything that you want to discuss. And, you know, I, I, I try, you know, you know, a lot of times I don't, talk about a lot of personal things a lot of times and and just have this forum uh and especially over the years that we've evolved but of course over the years still um allowing uh for you to learn about and to talk about hbcu sports but um had a great moment uh, in my life that involved uh, uh, uh of course we're more specifically in a town called fuquay varina and um uh, our Towns All-Star team won the 10U state championship for the North for the state of North Carolina. I was the coach for that team and um so I, I just had a wonderful time. The baseball season was very long um and I want to share that story with you also today here on from the press box to press row. If you want to participate here on the program, hit me up via Twitter at box to row b o x t o r o w or on Facebook b o x the number two R-O-W. Thank you to those listening to us on all of our outstanding affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. Those listening to us on Sirius XM channels 141 and 142 and those listening to us around the world at box to row.com. This is where I want to begin because if you, if you haven't heard and I, I don't know if we made mention of this here on from the press box to press row uh, as it relates to the HB2 uh, legislation that was passed here by the NC, um, uh, the North Carolina legislature back in, uh, I think it was March 22nd more specifically, but it was towards the latter part of March. And I hadn't talked about it. Matter of fact, I don't think I've addressed it at all here on From the Press Box to Press Row, although on other shows uh, within the state, I have talked about it a lot. But if you hadn't heard by now, the NBA All-Star 
weekend, which was slated for 2017, meaning this upcoming NBA season, the 16-17 season, is going to move from Charlotte because of HB2. Now, I know a lot of my, if not all, most of the listeners to this station uh, in on our stations in North Carolina know about HB2, but of course we have, you know, this is a national show, so we have not only Sirius XM, but we have obviously radio stations that carry us from Washington to Pittsburgh all the way to Oklahoma that carry from the press box to press row. So those that are unfamiliar with what has been going on here since March in the state of North Carolina, especially as it relates to HB2, let me kind of fill you in. In essence, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it, it was a bill, again, passed by the North Carolina legislature. A lot of different things are in this bill. One of the major points of contention in this bill is that transgender people have to use the bathroom that corresponds with their biological sex. Again, transgender people have to use the bathroom that corresponds with their biological sex as stated on the person's birth certificate. You know, there's been such an uproar um, about this. It has affected North Carolina. And listen, you know, I am not from, and I'm going to have to talk a, little, a lot more about this on the other side because uh, we only have about two minutes or so left in this segment. But, you know, I am from, originally from Silver Spring, Maryland, but I have adopted North Carolina. I've been here since 1999. Um, really love this state, as a matter of fact, and, and wouldn't even want to go back as much as I'm, you know, I'm from Washington. Love living down here. So you hear me a lot of times really big upping a lot of the great things that are happening uh, that we have here in the state, whether it's uh, college basketball at its best. When you talk about Duke, uh, 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 North Carolina State and UNC, which, by the way, just in this triangle area as a whole, I mean, the best college basketball anywhere is played within the state of North Carolina. You talk about HBCU, we talk about HBCUs and HBCU sport sports all the time. I mean, we have the most HBCUs of any state within the United States. So it's so many great things going on. We have right here in Raleigh with pro sports uh, at the highest level with the Carolina Hurricanes of the NHL. Um, obviously, the uh, the New Orleans, uh, excuse me, the Charlotte Hornets, and of course the Carolina Panthers. So many great things going on within the state. But the NBA has decided to move the 2017 All-Star Game because of HB2. And I just alluded to you, in essence, which HB2, um, what is involved with HB2, and more specifically, the point of contention within this bill has been the fact that transgender folks have to use the 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 bathroom related to their birth certificate. Going to talk more about this on the other side. Um, I'm up against a break. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Room. More about HB2 and the NBA All-Star Weekend now. Not coming to Charlotte. From the press box to press row. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and pimps, listen. You know what it is. It's the one and only D.O. Double G, or a.k.a. Snoop Lion, top selector number one, Rastafari. 
With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G, but I somehow, way. Hey guys, listen up. You know that women can't resist a well-dressed man, right? But dressing dapper isn't easy. It takes time, and you have to shop at the store and wait in long lines. Until now. Here's an easy way to get that irresistible dapper look. Join the Harrison Blake Apparel Monthly Subscription Club. Each month, they'll send you one necktie plus four matching accessories for only $25. Shipping is free, and you can cancel anytime. That's right. For $25, you get one necktie plus a pocket square, socks, and other accessories with free shipping. Since you're a Box to Row listener, we'll sweeten this deal. Use code BTR at checkout and get $5 off your first monthly box. Sign up by visiting HarrisonBlakeApparel.com and click on the monthly subscription tab. That's HarrisonBlakeApparel.com to order now. Whoa, my man knows how to put the ball in the hoop. Did you see that? He's a stud driving to the basket or putting it in from long range. Yeah, I saw it. So he's a stud, the man. We're all impressed. Bob, what's with you, man? You seem depressed. Out of it. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm just down. Well, boys, talk to me, man. What's bothering you? Home is bothering me. Brenda and I haven't hugged, kissed, or made love in weeks because I can't get an erection. We've been boys a long time. I'm going to share something with you. I had that same problem until a month ago. Then I heard about Alpha RX Plus and things changed big time. It brought happiness back into my bedroom, trust and respect from Felicia. How can I try this Alpha Lust? <laughs> it's Alpha RX Plus, and you can learn more at AlphaRxPlus.com. It's affordable, all natural, no side effects, comes with a money back guarantee. www.AlphaRxPlus.com or 800 860 1938. Alpha RX Plus. A Budweiser, America, and Florida Georgia Line. I still remember our first big show Budweiser's in the air. And hearing the crowd sing our song. That's when it really feels like America is in our hands. And when I'm holding a nice cold Budweiser that says America on the front. (laughs) That too. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. segment of From the Press Box to Press Row is brought to you by Harrison Blake Apparel. Join the Harrison Blake Apparel Monthly Club and receive one necktie and four matching accessories for only $25 and exclusively for Box to Row listeners. Type in BTR, that's BTR, at the checkout window and get $5 off your monthly box. For more information, log on to HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. That's HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. Harrison Blake Apparel is a proud supporter of Box to Row. As a matter of fact, I got my monthly box and I went to the CIAA's media day the other day and wore the nice uh, handkerchief as well as the socks. Again, for more information, log on to HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. This is how we do every day, all day here on From the Press Box to Press Row. As a matter of fact, on August 1st, we have a redesign of our website. 
Log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com. We want you to log on to it from now uh, beyond August 1st, of course, but you will see a redesign of BoxToRow.com on August 1st. So put that on your calendar. And, of course, uh, we're very excited about that. Um, of course, uh, want a shout-out. Uh, a roll call, as a matter of fact, to those listening to us in Jackson, Mississippi. How about those listening to us in New Orleans? We got many listeners that listen to us in Ruston, Monroe, and North Louisiana. How about those listening to us in Ada Bena, Mississippi? Perhaps you're in Austin, Texas. How about those listening to us in Pittsburgh? Shout out to Fuquay Verena, where we are. Those in the Raleigh area, how about in Greensboro or wherever you may be? Thank you for making From the Press Box to Press Row a part of your day. So let's get back to the NBA pulling its all-star weekend from Charlotte. And this this was good. This was coming. I mean, it, it, it was coming. First of all, you know, when I think about the whole HB2 situation, and again, we you know, we, we haven't focused as much. It's it's been out of the news. More so, I would say, over the last two months or so. But, I mean, a lot of protests, especially when this first started to the point where there were so many events that were canceled. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the school. Um, when, it talk, when you talk about college basketball, I forget Albany. I think it was Albany that decided they didn't they weren't going to play Duke. They decided not to play. Duke. Again, Albany is getting guaranteed money to play Duke in in men's basketball plus the exposure that that brings and that university said because of this HB2 legislation which is discriminatory we're not coming I, you know I mean what's the difference between the and again to those that are unfamiliar with it I mean it's it's much more than what I talked about in terms of transgender and being able to use a certain bathroom but that has been the crux of of the position of this whole thing and the really the point of contention so what is the difference between this and colored bathrooms and i know some of you don't know exactly what i'm talking about and i wasn't around i guess fortunately for those times but it's a lot of you that know what i'm talking about when i talk about colored bathrooms and the difference between um, uh, black folks using colored bathrooms and and white bathrooms. What what's you know sort of what's the difference here? Um, but with that, I mean, this has been a long time coming. I mean, the NBA has fired some warning shots. I think they first said, "Well, we're not." And Adam Silver, the commissioner, said, "Well, we're not pleased with this this law. We're not pleased with it at all. It's discriminatory." We don't discriminate. We don't believe in discrimination. That's not what we're about. So they fired a warning shot when this first came about because everybody knew that, you know, Charlotte was going to get NBA All-Star Weekend. I mean, these things are done, you know, sometimes two, maybe even three years in advance in terms of where All-Star Weekends are going to be. Fired the warning shot, did the NBA. Then they came back, maybe, I don't know, even a, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, and they said, "Listen, we're we're not happy with this. You guys are going to need to uh, to change this." You know, they came back, gave the NC legislator another opportunity because let's be clear about this, and and let me take a parenthetical pause 
for a minute because the bottom line is, you know, I, you know, I look at the Brexit situation and not to not to get too, too political here. But if I look at the Brexit situation where the people of Great Britain voted, they voted to leave the uh, the the to leave not Europe, but the Europe unity deal, if you will, for lack of a, a, a better term right now. Um, shouldn't that decision be made by the government and the prime minister? You you allow the people to make such a significant uh, decision that affects the entire world. And with this and I, I, I liken it in this regard to HB2. I didn't vote on this. You, if you're listening to me anywhere in North Carolina, you didn't vote on this. This decision was made by the NC, the, the, the North Carolina legislature. They made this decision. They made this law. We didn't vote on this as North Carolina citizens. We did not vote on this. They voted on this. And they had every opportunity, I think, to to kind of change it. Now let, let, let's get back to the topic of conversation and how the NBA had given them so many opportunities, meaning the North Carolina, to change this thing. Uh, they said, "Hey, you you guys really need to change this thing, or we're going to seriously consider pulling the All Star game out." What the legislature does, they come back, they make a small tweak um, that essentially says because before. You, you couldn't sue over this. So with the HB2 bill, you couldn't sue. So they came back, and the tweak that they made, it says now there can be a lawsuit over HB2. Not good enough for the NBA. So basically, I think what happened was, um, and I got to be honest with you, when I was thinking about this and I was having these uh, conversations, I would, my first thought was because, again, as I mentioned, these all-star games are made – you know, two, sometimes three years in advance in terms of the city that's going to host. I said, man, there's no way in the world. We're less than a year away from this thing. No way in the world that the NBA is going to pull the All-Star game from Charlotte because it's not going to be enough time for them to get another host city. And I said this back in April. That was three months ago or, or now almost four months ago. They have now decided because – I don't think, and, 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 and if I'm thinking that, I'm thinking the government, NC government's thinking the same thing. Well, they're not going to pull it. I mean, it, it's no time. But guess what? New Orleans, uh, Chicago, and some other cities have enough hotel rooms where they can make this kind of change in a small amount of time. And guess what? North Carolina, we are not, and in Charlotte more specifically, and the Hornets, we are not getting this game because the legislature decided that they want to stand pat and they you know they they want to they don't want anybody telling them what to do it, it you know to me it's no different than from really how things were you know back in the day states rights you know i mean you know i don't know if it's you know it's not that extreme but it's you know you can't tell us you can't tell us what to do oh yeah okay so what we'll do as the nba is just basically take 100 million dollars from you that is the effect that this is going to have on the state of north carolina the economic impact for nba all-star weekend 
$100 million. And let's go back. Let's go back over these four or five months since this has been implemented. The boss, okay, Bruce Springsteen, canceled. Concert canceled in Greensboro. You, The list goes on and on in terms of the number of concerts and people that have decided that they are not performing or coming to the state of North Carolina because of HB2. Now, even more so, I mean, you know, I have a small business. We're small, you know, we at DW Communications, small business, box to row, small business. Guess what? This affects our business. The NBA All-Star Weekend not coming to Charlotte Bruce Springsteen and all of these other acts that decided not to come affects small businesses. It affects businesses as a whole. When Bruce Springsteen doesn't come to Greensboro, guess what? The vendor who was supposed who who counted on making a bunch of money that day doesn't make money that day. The parking attendant who counted on making money that day doesn't make their money that day. All because of this HB2 bill. You know, it is absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous. And again, North Carolina citizen, you didn't vote on this. This this is something we voted on, you know, and to be subjected to this, it is an embarrassment to us, the state of North Carolina, for all the great things I always talk about with the state. This is a total embarrassment to our state. It affects small businesses all across the board. Um, there's an economic impact loss of $100 million. And by the way, believe me, the NBA didn't want to do this to the point that they say, okay, we're going to cancel it this year, but we're going to allow for you to make it right so we can come back in 2019. The NBA didn't want to do this. This is the And believe me, they didn't have a choice. This is the same league that took Donald Sterling's team away from him, the Los Angeles Clippers, based upon, and rightfully so, by the way, but based upon some things that he said that were racist and discriminatory, but things that he said in confidence. So you know, you knew that it they, that this was coming. And I don't see how North Carolina, the legislature more specifically, did not see that this was coming. And uh, it is definitely an unfortunate, uh, just an unfortunate event for so many people that it's going to affect economically. It is discriminatory in the first place, and now it's going to affect the state of North Carolina economically. It was one thing when Bruce Springsteen didn't come and some other acts didn't come, but now you're talking about losing $100 million, an economic impact of $100 million. That is a significant amount of money lost, a lack of revenue coming to Charlotte and to North Carolina as a whole, and it is a very, very unfortunate situation your thoughts hit us up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w or on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w we'll read your thoughts a little bit later on in the program still to come actress hillary burton up next we're gonna be joined we love great stories here on from the press box to press row we're gonna be joined by a young man participating in the olympics in rio on next month He's a graduate of St. Augustine's University. Burkhart Ellis Jr. is up next. The following is a message from the Bud Light Partner. Bud Light's the beer that's fashionable all year round, before and after Labor Day. 
So while it might be your last chance to wear your billowy white drawstring pants, Bud Light will be ready for this weekend, the next one, and the one after that. Raise one to right now with Bud Light, the beer that's always in season. This message approved by the Bud Light Party. Raise one to right now. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, AB, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That the voice of Ronda Rousey. It was something that I specifically asked for, not just because I wanted to fight for the Brazilian people, also that I really can't stand this chick, and I would rather beat her in her home country on her own turf so that she knew that she lost with every single possible advantage she could have. That's the voice of Michael Strahan talking with us about his college playing days at Texas Southern. You know, a lot of guys were probably out there partying and in some cases chasing behind the girls. I was working out because I didn't see Texas Southern as being like my stop. That was part of my journey into where I wanted to go. Kevin Hart George is here on From the Press Box to Press Room. Now, are you going to return to New Orleans for the NBA Celebrity Game to defend your MVP crown? Of course I am, man. I'm trying to three-peat. Right now, <laughs> Um, celebrity All-Star Game MVP. If I can get a three, a three-peat, I'm retiring from the game of basketball. I would have done what no man can do. Adrian Peterson. We're strong enough. He built us to be strong enough to endure that. That's powerful. It is. Like, that's powerful. That's how easy to put things in perspective and know that, hey, you know, tough times don't come. But if you trust in God, believe in God, he's going to get you through it. Mike Krzyzewski or Coach K, you know, there was an article that came out with the headline stating NBA needs to pull stars from USA Basketball, which is showcasing only Duke's coach. To me, it's absurd because before USA Basketball, Coach K was on the map and winning national championships. However, how do you respond to that? Well, I don't think you have to respond to it because something that comes way out of left field, it's apparent that we don't need... USA Basketball to help our program. I've won three national championships before being the USA coach and went to numerous Final Fours and had number one recruiting classes. I think the response from everybody has been, you know, come on. That the voice, of course, of T.I. and some hard times down in the ATL, though, T.I. Yeah, and if that is understood. It wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first, nor the worst. No, nah, no question. I'm, I'm still I'm still down with the skins, man. What can I say? They're, they're not doing too well right now. Well, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We gotta, hey, 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 look, man, we gotta, we gotta hold it down so we can, so we can get it back right again. <laughs> we're joined by Serena Williams. You were in Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue a couple of years ago. You feel like you're a sex symbol. <laughs> I'm just Serena, and that's all I can be. And whatever people think is. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm all, I feel honored that they might feel that way. Though. Maybe the greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Mm-hmm. All, all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So. I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me, play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Snoop, you football league has done so many wonders for myself, and not only me, but the kids and the volunteers and the parents and the people that have been associated with it. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have going to Division One. The face of women's soccer in the U.S. is Alex Morgan. Phenomenal moment. The semifinal game against Canada where you scored in the extra time. Everyone's thinking, obviously, oh, going to get to that. 
you know, it kind of fell directly to, to me into my head, and it was definitely the biggest goal of my career. Jim Caldwell in his first season as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. If a coach is named a coach in waiting, the next year he becomes that head coach. He goes 14-2, and two, his team goes to the Super Bowl. The next year he goes 10-6, and six, his uh, team goes to the playoffs. And then because of a 2-14 and 14 record, but part of that record is because certainly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time misses the entire season. After the end of that season, the coach is fired. Is that fair to that coach? <laughs> well, you know, in this business it is. <laughs> because um, that's the thing that I think most people that are in it and understand it. It's what have you done for me lately. At that particular year, we didn't win enough games, plain and simple. He's the one and only Darius Rucker. I love sports. I love all sports. I watch them all. I'm into the World Cup right now like everybody else is. But if to me, there's two times a year, the football season and waiting for football season. And right now, I'm waiting for football season. I love it. Oklahoma City Thunder forward Kevin Durant. What about the success that you've had, your maturing as an NBA player? one of the young uh, superstars in the league. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. We've been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. You know, hopefully we get to reach our goal one day. From the press box to press row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU. Sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row, real relevant radio. Of course, we love to tell great stories here on From the Press Box to Press Row, and we're going to tell a great story, as a matter of fact, and also get you set for the Rio Olympics. On the line, I am joined by a young man where he was the leader of the St. Augustine University's Falcons men's track and field outdoor program, who is now, I mentioned, I said three in the beginning of the program, three straight national, no, four, count them, four straight Division II national championships. And, of course, that took place in his four years at St. Augustine's University. He's going to run the 200-meter event for Barbados. And, as a matter of fact, he was named the D2 men's outdoor track and field Athlete of the Year, and by the way, in four years, he graduated back in May from St. Augustine's University, and both of his parents are graduates of St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Burkhart Ellis Jr. is our guest here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Burkhart, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Boy, you have put in some work here. I mean, when when I think about St. Augustine's, and we've had the legendary George Williams on this show so many times. I mean, he's had so many great athletes, and you're going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Again, four years, four national championships. What does it mean to you to be considered one of the greatest track and field athletes at St. Augustine's University of all time? Oh, man, it's a, it's a great feeling, man, to like even be noticed by anybody because I've been working so hard all four years since I came there because – Knowing Coach and his program, he he um he brings out a lot of elite athletes out of his camp, like Brashawn Jackson, Antonio Pettigrew, Jeremy, all those guys. So like being mentioned with those guys is like it's an honor. Yeah, I mean, wow. You know, I mean, so many things I want to get to. I mean, the first thing I want to get to because we talk about a lot of times in college athletics, we talk about student athlete but we a lot of times leave the student part out yet 
George Williams has somewhere around a 96-97% graduation rate, which is phenomenal considering all the national championships he's won. He's been there uh, for 40 years. Not I mean, More importantly, man, you were able to compete at a very high level and to graduate in four years. What does that mean to be able to have that degree in four years and to, to be one of the best in all of the country? Um, it's, it's great because, you know, coach coming in, he always wants his, his athletes to, uh, to be in the books first and then track and then, you know, have the social life and social life, social life and stuff. So like coming in, I already knew what I had to do. My main focus was do the work, do the work on the track and just get through. Cause my mom, she always wanted me, she always wants me to like do good and all that. So just, I did it. Yes because she wants me to do so well and she wanted me to do so well so I just buckled down and did my work and then at the same time I did I did work on the track too so it was it was challenging at some time because the work was was tedious on me sometimes but I got through you know and then on the track I did I did work too yeah no you did I mean speaking of mom and dad both are, I mean, this is this is a phenomenal story. Both not only graduates of St. Augustine's, but also ran for George Williams as well. I mean, you're from Nightdale, which is right up the road uh, from us. So, I mean, you you sort of grew up knowing about St. Augustine's. Is that why you ultimately decided to go to St. Augustine's? Although I'm sure you had a lot of offers from a lot of other schools. Yeah, it was like coming in high school, coming out like I wanted to go to South Carolina, but. You know, coach, he was talking to me and stuff, and I, yeah, like you said, I grew up around St. Hall, so I knew his, I knew his program, everything. So coming there, it was just like a perfect fit for me because I already knew like how he operates his program, so I just fell right in, and it was and from there. We just went from there. No question about it. That the voice of Burkhart Ellis Jr. He is the 200-meter national champion, also the Division II track athlete of the year. Of course, of St. Augustine's University, he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. He is running the 200 meters for Barbados in next month's Olympics in Rio. And uh, what Burkhart led you to, I mean, because your parents, um, your, your dad, now your dad is from Barbados, correct? Your mom from the Bahamas. Um, no, it's, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. I'm from Barbados, and my dad's from the Bahamas. Okay, okay. What? Uh, so what led you to run uh, for Barbados? Um, like, because growing up, like, my mom, she sent me down there at a young age to, um, to go to school because that's, like, where, like, most of my family's from. So, like, and that's where I started running track. So I just wanted to, you know, start back up running for them. Like represent them. Sure. Um. How excited, man? What's the training been like for? I mean, how how is it? How well is it different? Is it is it a different type of training for the Olympics as opposed to, um, you know, your regular training, if you will, for for Saint Augustine's when you were running? Oh no, it's it's basically the same training because how coach operates his program, like we start off like with some base work to get going to get uh, get our strength in and then like latter half of the season we just start the sprint just start um getting our speed back under us and all that stuff because like he how he trains his athletes he trains us to go through the rounds it'd be more 
more work, more um, more reps, but less time to recover. That helps us in a big way to when we get to these games or these championships, you be able to like get through the rounds with no problem, like no fatigue, anything like that, not feeling that tired or anything like that. So the workout, it, it's it really doesn't change that much. He just puts puts a little tweaks here and there, you know. Right. And that's that's basically it. Sure, uh, Burkhart, can you speak to the mental preparation, the mental aspect of this, and how it allows for you to be able to succeed? Because the bottom line is everybody's fast, and how much George Williams helps you in that mental preparation. Yeah, the mental part is is really tough because you gotta you gotta go out there and remain under composure, stay focused. Don't worry about anybody else or anything like that. So, like at practice, you gotta really humble yourself and come out there and just focus. Don't let nothing get to you. Just come out there, say you you're gonna do this workout and you're gonna do it to the best of your ability. Don't let nothing hinder your mind of how you're gonna do this workout or how fast or how slow you're gonna run. Because coach always he always instills instills that in us like remain remain under composure, keep your focus, just go out there, have fun. Burkhart Ellis Jr., he's going to run the 200 meters for Barbados. Of course, he is the D2 track athlete of the year, of course, of St. Augustine University in Raleigh, North Carolina. He joins us here on the program. Um, Burkhart, I mean, the thing about it, the 4x100 at St. Augustine's, you guys have won the national championship, the outdoor national championship for four straight years since you were a freshman up until your senior year, the fastest time ever in D2 history belongs to St. Augustine's. Um, the four, what, what was the most special of the four years at St. Augustine's University for you? Um, it would have to be this year because, like, this year everything, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of awards. I've been running good. You know, I've been feeling good. Yeah, this, this year has been my best year to me, mentally and on, on the track. Because when I first came in, like, I had um, the workout. It was – I kind of knew the workout, but, like, it was kind of hard, like, converted from high school to the college work – his college workout. So, like, I had to get the hang of that first and just went from there. And, like, last – this year, I I just started running the 100 instead of the 400 this year. So, I, like – I kind of like that, that transition for me because I was always coming up – I started running the 100 and the 200 first, and I only really started running the 400 when I was in high school, like my, my senior year in high school, so like coming out. A couple of more thoughts with Burkhart Ellis Jr., who joins us here on the program. He's going to run the 200 meters for Barbados in next month's Summer Olympics in Rio, also the D2 track athlete of the year for St. Augustine's University. How, Burkhart, did you grow, uh, you know, because now, of course, you've graduated or even uh, have you grown uh, from your freshman year at St. Augustine to this point? Oh, man, yes. I have grown a lot because coming in, when I was a freshman, like, my mental, it was not even the way how it is right now. I'm, like, more focused and stuff. Like, when I get to track meets, I'm, like, I just listen to my music. And I, when I'm getting ready for my race or warming up for my race, I'm just like listening to music, toning out everything, focusing, thinking about the race, like how I'm gonna execute, you know, all of that stuff. So when I first came in, 
not really all that. I was like coming when I was coming to track meets, I won't I won't I was focused but I wasn't that focused, you know. So yeah, I've changed a lot coming my four my four years here at San Augustine University, so yeah, it's been a it's been a big change for me. Yeah, you know, in that same vein, Burkhardt, I mean, you know, when the success that you had as a freshman, I mean, how how were you able to temper yourself? Because a lot of times, especially when you're young, you know, it could have gone another way. You know, your parents definitely have been a big part uh, of your life. But how were you able to temper the excitement and, and not get cocky, if you will, after a very successful freshman year at St. Augustine's University? Oh, man. Um, like... I would always like mess around with my teammates and be like, like when we were at practice and stuff, like you always mess around and say, "I'm like, oh, I'm faster than you. Like y'all can never beat me." But like when I'm at like when I'm at track meets and stuff, and when people like come up to me and ask me like, like what time before they read, like what time do you run? All that stuff. Are you faster? I just don't say anything. I just be like, I'm pretty good. All that, da da da. But like after the freshman, after my freshman year, it was a my freshman year was a, was kind of it was bittersweet because at nationals. And it t- I really wanted to qualify to make to the to go to the finals for the 200, but I didn't I didn't make it out of the um the semis, so I was kind of I was pretty mad about that. Um, so I just took the ang- that anger I had from not making the 200 final to towards the 400 final because I I had the 400 the 400 semifinals before the 200, so I had made or I had already made the 400 final. So going in, I just took that anger like. I have to, you know, I have to go out here and try to win this now because I I was disappointed from the 20, so it's, I have nothing to lose, really, so I just went out there and did my lesson. I came out with a PR of uh, 45.9. I didn't, like, at first when I, we were waiting for the time, I didn't, like, I didn't even know I ran a 45, so when the time came up, I was, like, shocked myself, like, 45.9, like, dang. Because I was, the, I was, and I was the only freshman in the field, so. That was that was pretty exciting. So, and like I really, I really didn't get like cocky after that. I was just like more confident in myself. Like, like I'm a great athlete, and I can get even greater going along, going down this road. So yeah, nice. Again, he's gonna run the 200 meter for Barbados, the D2 track athlete of the year, a national champion all four years at St. Augustine's University. Of course, graduated also in four years. Burkhart Ellis Jr. joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Burkhart, thank you for sharing your story with us, and good luck to you in Rio next month. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Actress Hillary Burton is up next. The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the press box to press row continues after this. Men, you know there are a couple of myths that should be cleared away from your belief system. The first myth, women only look for tall, virile, handsome guys with money. The truth is, most women look for guys who know how to get results and save money too. The second myth, you have to buy expensive drugs to regain your love life or defeat erectile dysfunction. The truth is, there is a product on the market made of seven herbs. It's all natural, costs less than $40, and helps 96% of men who try it regain erections that last, and many guys swear their 20s have returned. Alpha RX Plus works to defeat erectile dysfunction, has no reported side effects, and comes with a money-back guarantee. 
If you want to defeat erectile dysfunction and save money doing it, Alpha RX Plus should be a part of your belief system. Try Alpha RX Plus and then tell us what you think. AlphaRxPlus.com or call 800-860-1938. Alpha RX Plus. The following is a message from the Bud Light Party. Work. We all know it sucks. But this Labor Day, we salute work. Because without work, there'd be no Labor Day. And there'd be no Bud Light. Because no one would be working to make Bud Light. And without Labor Day, there'd be no reason to stock up on Bud Light. So this Labor Day, get your co-workers together and raise one to not being at work right now. This message approved by the Bud Light Party. Raise one to right now. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. AB St. Louis, Missouri. It's Donald Ware, from the press box to press row. My next guest here on From the Press Box to Press Row, and you may remember her from the show One Tree Hill, also from MTV's Total Request Live. Also, other shows include White Collar, and you may have seen her in a bunch of movies, including The Secret Life of Bees. As a matter of fact, on this Saturday, she stars in the role of Terry on Summer Vila, which comes on Saturday, 9 p.m., 8 central on Hallmark Channel. She's Hillary Burton, and she joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Hillary, welcome to the program. Hi, honey. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, i, I got to say happy belated birthday to you, as a matter of fact. And <laughs> No, I'm not aging anymore. I stopped having birthdays <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but, you know, but thank you. Absolutely. But now, Hillary, does it seem like it's, it's been 16 or 17 years, almost 20 years in the business for you? Oh my God, no, not at all. I was um, I was joking because we uh, when we shot the pilot for One Tree Hill, Moira Kelly, who played Chad Michael Murray's mother, is the age that I am now. And so in this movie, Summer Villa, that's coming out on Saturday, I play the mother of a 15-year-old girl. And so my career has come totally full circle. I am now the mom character, and I love it. I mean, I had the best time. It was cool to see this young actress at the beginning of her career and remember what it was like when we were all at the beginning of our careers. So, no, I mean, I I can't believe it's been that long, but I'm happy about it. I like the parts I'm doing now. Yeah, but now you're, you're still very young looking. And, and matter of fact, this this won't be the first <laughs> time, though. I mean, you know, you're, you're in your mid-30s. No, I'm 42, you know, so you're in your mid-30s. You still, you know, still got the look going there. Um, but now... <laughs> but now you... Um, but this won't be your first time playing a, the role of a mother. Of course, you did that in The Secret Life of Bees. Yeah, no, you know, I've been playing a mom for, God, a long time. And the note I used to get when I was younger was that I'd go in and audition for all these, like, young chick parts. And they'd be like, she's really serious. <laughs> like, she comes off as kind of old and serious Uh-oh. and jaded. And so now that I actually am older, they're like, oh, yeah, yes, she is great. Um <laughs> I think I was, like, the oldest of a lot of kids, and so I was used to kind of mothering my younger brothers. And so it's good that I'm finally old enough to play the parts that I think I was always bred to play, I suppose. But, I mean, I had the best time with this girl, Emorphia Magartis, that plays my daughter in the movie. She's such a cool chick, and I think you'll see we really bonded over shooting um, and had a really good time together. Sure, and talk to us a little bit about Terry, of course, the uh, Summer Villa. It premieres on Saturday, 9 p.m., 8 central on the Hallmark Channel. How did you get involved and talk to us about who exactly Terry is? 
Um, okay, so I got a script called Summer Billups. And my family was visiting, and I was like, hey, guys, i got to break away one second and go read this script real fast. And I read a lot of scripts for these movies of the week, and this one was really good. And it is about a writer that is struggling with writer's block, and so she decides to go with her 15-year-old daughter to France um, and try to, I don't know, broaden her horizons, find a good story. And so in the midst of doing that, she falls in love. And is it going to work out? Is it not going to work out? Uh, and so we, it's a really lighthearted romantic comedy, kind of like the ones that came out. Sorry, there's a truck going by. <laughs> the ones that came out when I was in high school. So, like, the movies that I emulate are Hope Floats and Practical Magic and Sweet Home Alabama. And this movie had that feel. It was sweet. It was lighthearted. It was honest. And so we had a really good time shooting it. We went up to Montreal. We cheated that for Paris. And, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can tell when you watch it. It was like summer camp. We had the best time with each other. Awesome. That the voice of Hillary Burton. She, of course, plays the role of Terry Somerville. Premieres Saturday, 9 p.m., 8 central on the Hallmark Channel. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Now, Hillary, I'm from Silver Spring. You're from Sterling, right? Do you miss the Washington Get area? Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah, man. I went back to Nova in a couple weeks for a girls weekend. Are you? Okay. Very good. You miss Washington? You know what, I miss, like when I was growing up in Northern Virginia, it was all farms, you know, it was before I guess AOL built their big big headquarters in Northern Virginia, and so it was really kind of small town when I grew up, so thankfully my husband and I moved to an area in upstate New York where it's got a really similar vibe, um, but I do love going home because I'm still friends with the same people I was friends with when I was six, so it's good to go home and see everybody. Sure. You know, you had a, obviously a lot of success in in the beginning for you, especially with MTV's TRL, one of the more popular um, VJs on the show. Now, when you started, what were you, 18 or 19 years old? No, I mean, I was like right out of high school. I wow. think I'd been 18 for maybe a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, it was two weeks after moving to New York. They pulled me off the street and asked me to do a contest. And I was not a fan of... MTV necessarily. I was a kind of a goth kid in high school. Just real, you know, I would listen to David Bowie. I didn't listen to the Backstreet Boys. Uh, <laughs> and so I did this contest and my prize was to do the red carpet interviews at the VMAs. And I went and I didn't know who anybody was, so I wasn't necessarily intimidated. And I guess they saw something in me that they really dug and Carson actually gave me my start. Um, he had so many relationships with all the different record labels and artists that he couldn't really critique anyone or, or tease anybody or say anything snarky. And so here I was, this like lippy kid. And I could say whatever I wanted. So he brought me on as a sidekick, and I, I owe a lot to him. He was wonderful to me. Yeah, and then what? It, it, it spun off to what MTV hits. Also, you you had you yeah. produced that, yeah. I did, yeah. No, that was good. You know, I, I remember going into the vice president's office, and this was such like an audacious thing for a kid to do, but I, I didn't know any better. But I went into the vice president's office, and I was like, hey, TRL's fine and all, but I want to do my own show, and I want it to be music-related, <laughs> and I know the network's moving in a different direction, but this is what I want. And they were like, okay, cool. Um, but then they let me do it. So 
it was great. You know, I, I got to, I had an office, you know, wow. I, uh, I had to go in and have morning meetings and so I had to be a grown up. and they threw a lot of responsibility at me, but you know, it, um, it was, it was the best learning experience of my life. I learned so much working at MTV and it really colored how I was as an actor because, you know, you, you interview actors. So you're like, well, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like this. So it was probably the best education, you know, for me ever. Awesome. A couple of more thoughts with Hillary Burton. And we appreciate the time, Hillary. Uh, you know, it's such a great role in terms of Peyton Sawyer on One Tree Hill, such a very popular show for many years. What, what do you remember most about those days with though with the, with that cast on One Tree Hill? Well, we you know we were all little kids when we first started. It you know some of us had worked on stuff before, but a lot of us hadn't, um, and so we kind of forged this family where we could tease each other, but nobody else could. Like a rival show ever said anything about one of us you know we would all bow up and be ready to fight um <laughs> and now that we're all adults we've maintained those friendships and i'm actually going to see everybody this weekend there is a one tree hill convention in wilmington this weekend the nice. same weekend that summer bill is premiering it's called inside oth and it's awesome you know i was on the phone with antoine tanner yesterday and chad and i are going to do pictures together and Texan, you know, with everybody. Joy's going to be there. Um, we just, we really love each other. And so we love getting together and seeing each other. And it's nice to do the conventions for the fans, but they also exist as kind of a family reunion for all of us. Nice. Hillary Burton stars as Terry Summer Villa premieres Saturday, 9 p.m., 8 central on the Hallmark Channel. She joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Hillary, great to catch up with you. Continued success in all you Thank do. Thank you. Oh, thanks very, very much. So there you have it, actress Hillary Burton joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And finally on the program, boy, I had, uh, you know, I coached a, a, a in our baseball league here in Fuquay Varina and had a team called the Sand Nats, and we finished up uh, pretty good. I think we finished third in the league, but I also had the opportunity to coach the uh, Fuquay Varina All-Stars, and uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago we won the sectional well, no, I'm sorry. We finished second in the sectionals uh, in Red Oak, North Carolina. Second place finish allowed us to play uh, in the state title in the state tournament. And um, we uh, won the state tournament for 10U. So we're champions of the state of North Carolina as far as 10U is concerned. And what a wonderful team um, we had. As a matter of fact, we won our first three games in the state tournament, lost in the first championship game 12-2. Um, or 13 to 3 something like that. Uh they called it after 5 innings cuz we were down 10 runs. Uh, but we came back, persevered and won the championship game 14 to 11. Big shots out to all of those on that team including Zach Green, Brock Humphreys, Jaden Johnson, Sean Barnes, Zaylin Ingram, uh even our Batgirl Fallon where my daughter was part of that. Uh, Brian Oakley, Aiden Harper, Brayden Stevenson, Caleb Wagner, Ryan Ennis, uh Troy Bowling. Um, and uh, eight and two, and Ryan Wood also on the roster, and then to our coaches, uh, Mike Bowling and Mike Wagner. What a wonderful time! It was great, uh, great two weeks. I, I be honest, I was glad that baseball season was over because it was such a, a long time and a lot of practices, a lot of hard work, but it paid off. So congratulations to the Fuquay Arena All Stars, ten U, North Carolina State Champions. 
As we get ready to wrap it up here on From the Press Box to Press Row, thank you to actress Hillary Burton for joining us. Also to Olympic sprinter Burkhart Ellis Jr. for joining us on the program. Again, log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com for more information on the show. Our, our redesign of the website takes place on August 1st. And uh, follow us on Twitter as well as friending us on Facebook. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications.